hold on. Did she think that he finally, after wow. years and years, finally got rid of the accent and could talk like a regular American, like a governor of California? <laughs> See, oh, this was it. This Zach, just, Zach, Amin just joined the show. Did you see that? He just finally yeah, arrived. He like, finally arrived. Here. He, he arrived here. because we got a text message in our Cinephobe chat about uh, a YouTube link of Brother to Brother, I, the song I from just, Twins. Welcome to the Haber Show. I'm Tom Haberstro. As always, that is Amin Hassan. And today... We have our pal, our, our colleague, our former Miami uh, co-resident, mm. Zach Harper from The Athletic. Uh, go listen to him on SiriusXM. He is the co-host of The Restricted Area, also writes the weekly Power Rankings column. You can follow him on Twitter, at TalkHoops, TalkHoops. Uh, not at Zach Harper. There are a lot of Zachs on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do that. It's at talk hoops um zach welcome to the haber show man i'm so excited it's my first haber show appearance and i got super nervous last night you know preparing for it so i watched a lot of 90 day fiance uh, before the 90 days just to kind of like center myself and so mm-hmm. i had that in my head and then i had this great idea of like you know what i'm gonna get up super early I'm going to work out. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to present myself. I'm going to be fresh for you guys, right? Like, I'm going to be just... my top. No, I woke up 15 minutes before we started. I was about to say, uh, <laughs> I'm looking is, at uh, you. you look... Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. But I had you a plan. Like I had just a real went... plan. I woke up at 7.43 for an 8 a.m. recording. And boy, did I have to hustle. I mean, you look like you just went seven rounds of Canelo. I mean, just Yeah. Just face all bloated. I feel like it. Yeah, I yeah. don't feel good. Yeah, I had to run the dog outside. I, you know, I had to make some coffee. The coffee maker didn't have water in it. I'm and I literally, I thought to myself, and I don't. This is the I never had this thought before, but I had this thought when I was filling up the the little tank for the coffee maker. I was like, man, nothing's coming up Millhouse today, and I don't know why that <laughs> popped into my head, but that was that was the topical put in my head. Yeah. Well, um, it's not like there was a, a fun night of NBA that we all watched last night or anything. Um, but you, you, um, you do a power rankings column every week, and you're very good at finding the right GIF. And I'm going to say GIF. I've, yes. I've now been converted over to Team yes. Bomani on this one. Absolutely. The man who um, invented it says it's called GIF. I mean, how I don't can it be anything but? That's it. Like, that's case closed. Um, so you're regretting your Utah Jazz number one already after after Zion Williamson just pulverized. Like I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a supercut of just Zion versus Rudy Gobert at the rim? Oh my god! I mean, he's just that was fun last night. He went into and Rudy goes flying back and you know starts complaining because that's what Rudy does. Rudy always complains. He's a big complainer, and uh, and I just I like the idea of still I like the idea that Zion has no idea how to leverage himself, right? And he's just ha- and has guy has grown men bouncing themselves off him as he goes to the rim. And so I'm I'm all for the young strong guy just moving all these two hundred million dollar centers out of the way. I love it. Which Utah Jazz player are you most like on the basketball court? Joe Ingles. Not just because he's white, uh, but he's... You're absolutely not like Joe Ingles. No. I will tell you who exactly you are. You're Jordan Clarkson. I'm sorry to break the news to you. Mm. You are Jordan Clarkson. Pulling up to 30 in transition. Jordan Clarkson doesn't talk at all. Joe Ingles, you don't pass. Uh, That's true. 
I meant mentality wise. Like I, I no talk one, a lot. No of, what are you talking about? I talk a lot of trash on the on the on the court, and he never stops talking trash. Even if things are going poorly, he doesn't stop talking trash. So that's why I thought that. I I know having Zach as a guest is a bad idea. <laughs> I just had it, and the in the pits of my stomach, we said Zach's our guest. I was like, ah, really. Well, Jason Williams was never a Utah Jasmine, so I don't know what you're. What did you want from me? That's the that's the one. That's the comp. I also realized the reason why I didn't want Zach as a guest because I talked to him literally every fucking day. I know. I, well, why was- did we book him? <laughs> you booked him. I mean, you bo- you told me Zach Harper's our guest. No, last week. Last text. week. Last we week. Were talking I, MVP. I said Eric- and we and you said we're, we got to have Zach because we have uh, a great oh, bit going about MVP, MVP stuff. MVP conversation. Ah, oh, shit. All right. Okay, that is my fault. I just want, but I just it was just because of that. What I don't want Zach's life. I just like I just thought it was a good bit that me and Zach did on the radio, and it'd be nice if it lived somewhere mm. with a little, you know, with, where it could live and people could be directed to it and all that. Right. That's what I meant. But I, I'm not here to figure out what Zach's. Zach thinks of himself, which is so completely like just off the reservation. What are you talking about? You what are you talking? What are On you a talking? Basketball about? court? You're not Joe Ingles. I just meant from the trash talking standpoint. I love to talk trash. That's one facet of Joe Ingles. You could have gone with KG there. That's like saying uh, like uh, a no, PJ that's Tucker because of the shoe game. No, but I'm just saying, like you could say PJ Tucker because of the shoe game, right? Like just No, I don't have a shoe game like him. That's stupid to me. I mean, I do talk to each other an aggressive amount. A an lot. aggressive amount, yeah. Like hours at a time. Yeah. Mostly because we're compensated for it, to be honest. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Zach, if I weren't getting oh. paid to talk to you, I don't know how often I'd talk to you. Not, I want to talk to you if I wasn't getting paid. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Terrible idea. Um, so Zan's playing really great. Guys, I don't know if you've noticed this. Zion's averaging a bazillion points, a bazillion rebounds. His field goal percentage, as we discussed last week on the show with Amin, is like 75%. But I feel like there's something happening in the conversation of the NBA that we are no longer allowed to just say Zion is playing well. We have to say, is he an MVP candidate now? No. Is he? Isn't he? Welcome to Cinefo. My feeling is we've gotten so dumb or lowest common denominator, lowest hanging fruit a lot of the times where it's not enough to say like James Harden's playing is amazing. He's playing great basketball right now. It, you have to peg it to an award. Or yeah. LaMelo Ball is incredible. He's been playing great. But is he the best rookie ever? Like there's no, there's no way to just talk about players anymore. It's you have to talk shit about them like you have to put them in like a tier and then argue about it for a while so zion williamson mvp candidate or no no but should he be rookie of the year he's only played like 60 games right should he be rookie of the year how about that wow is joel and beat still a rookie ben simmons is yeah there was there was a time when it was like Joel Embiid is averaging this over his first eighty two games. Right. And it was like his third season in the league. I mean Zion twenty four a game over his first fifty seven games. No wow. one's ever done that. Oh, Maybe oh, someone's please. done that. I don't that's know. that's the one I don't like when people start doing the like. No one has ever in the history done in their first fifty. I'm like, oh, 
It's, it's just like the, the more you have to explain it, the yeah. less I am interested in this stat. That's why I like when, when Tom said, was it last week? You said 24 points a game, 60% from the field. He's yeah, the young, yeah. youngest to do it. And also in history, there's like four guys who've done it. Yeah. Right. When you put it like that, it's like, okay, four guys go 24 plus on 60% shooting. I can buy that one. Someone tried to drop, uh, what was the one they were, who were they talking about that was having a good season? And it was just so many layers of slice it thinner, slice it thinner. I'm like, no. I'm out. So I last night during the broadcast, the Pelicans broadcast, they did a thing on BI. Uh, Brandon Ingram had mm-hmm. averages of 24 points, 44% field goal percentage, yeah. 89% from the line, and like yeah. 41% from three, whatever it was. And it's the stat was only four players in the NBA do have these stats. And this is uh, this is getting really annoying is we're doing this all the time now because yeah. the the turbo NBA is happening where everyone, the possessions are skyrocketing um, per game stats are therefore skyrocketing skyrocketing. We're seeing just yeah, an inflation across the board of stats. And so we can't just sit here and say that Brandon Ingram is one of the four best players in the NBA because he shoots right. 89% from the free throw line. I, I, because that's the, that's say, the differentiator among the other. I guys. would say, and uh, to be fair, the efficiency is better than it's ever been as well. I mean, or at least not better league wide, but we have more. Like we were talking about this other day, Zach. Like fifty, forty, ninety used to be kind of like this crazy threshold, and now mm-hmm. you look at it as more than a handful of players who are at least flirting with fifty, forty, ninety, and I think that's a good thing in the same way that. You know, Tom, Zach, and I on on our show on SiriusXM NBA Radio, No Look Pass, which you can listen to 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern weekdays mm. on SiriusXM NBA Radio that I can now listen to because I have it in my car. Yeah. Uh, but the, the point being is we have this segment called This State in NBA History. And we just go through and we everybody's birthday, whoever passed away on this day, and then, like, things that happen. And inevitably, there are... All these box scores we have, like, from the 50s and 60s, shout out to Basketball Reference for that, uh, where it's like, on this date, Bill Russell grabbed 50 rebounds, right? And we'll always look into the box score to see how Bob Cousy did. Oh Bob Cousy, this all a fraud, favorite. fraud Cousy. And it's like, a great game for him is shooting is 8 for 20. That's like, Lit oh, the if he world goes eight for twenty, we're wow. like, yo, throw that was the day because it's a lot of yeah. like six of twenty-one, four it's, of eighteen. It's, it's higher. It's higher than his career average of like thirty-seven, eight or whatever. Yeah, but the the reality is, uh, most players back then shot like shit. They shot like shit. Field goal percentages weren't like look for the longest time. There's a an era in NBA basketball they didn't even count field goal attempts. Just makes. That's what I like. That's the the world I want to live in. (laughs) Just counting makes. That's all it is. Well, so I, I kind of feel like, and I, it's a double-edged sword because they do a great job and they give great info, but I think ESPN stats and info and Elias have sort of become like social media terrorists because they will find the little like, Hey, on a Tuesday with, you know, 24 points, nine assists and eight rebounds. Exactly. Only nine players have done this. Right. And then, so any fan or any team employee or any team account will now get that and like, Hey, something special happened. Retweet me. 
right? And and it's because everything is for for likes and retweets and clicks and all that shit. Like now you get to a point where they find this little bit of information and now we feel the need to give it importance and it has almost zero effect. Like the one that is sort of similar to what you guys were talking about with Zion. Like there's one stat that I, I had seen a couple weeks ago that I was putting into the power rankings where it's Zion is the first player or is the first player in his second season to put up 24 points on 60% shooting, right? No one's ever done that before in their second season. Shaq came close. He was like 59.9% or something like that, but no one else had had hit, hit, hit those thresholds. And so I was like, Oh, that's interesting to me because that's crazy efficiency in your second year. And then I thought, wait, is that interesting to me? Actually, it, like it's, it was cool for a second. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, but like he's barely played and who cares? <laughs> right. Like that, that was my, my thought process on it. 1958, the league wide field goal percentage was 38%. Kuzi was under. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. Kuzi for his career is thirty-seven percent from the field, and and in the playoffs, thirty-five percent. So he actually oh, gets he, worse in the playoffs. He's, he was terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say it right now. He's terrible. In <laughs> he's 1961 terrible. or 1960, there were 74 available rebounds or 74 rebounds per game. This year, it's 44. Yeah. 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 That's, do you I mean, feel that's, like that's, do you feel like if you got transported back to 1951, you could be a Hall of Fame basketball player? Everything I, you no. know about the game now, your skill set, everything. No, I couldn't be. You know why? Oh no! I'd have to, to play with the Harlem Rens or some shit like that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, couldn't, but Tom and I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I think. Zach, there's no three-point line there, so you'd have a tough, a tough time excelling. Yeah, but they also oh, like, look at this guy. But like, why from, is he shooting from back there? Yeah, pulling up from like 22 feet. Yeah, I'm like that's not even a three-pointer in our days, but for them, it's like for them, they're like, yeah. oh my god, he shot it from the ocean. <laughs> it's illegal foul. <laughs> it would be like, it would be, no, it'd be like uh, in uh, semi-pro where they throw the alley oop. Yeah, and the foul. Wait, no, two like, fouls. Can you do that? <laughs> So why why um so why is the MVP race this year so open? Is it because everyone wants to vote for for LeBron, but because of the fact he didn't win it last year and then he dominated the postseason, everyone's trying to, you know, give him kind of a a, a lifetime achievement MVP award uh, this season. But like when Anthony Davis goes out, they they lose like four games straight. I feel like that's what MVP voters want to do is give a a my bad MVP vote to LeBron. No, I, it's open. Oh, actually, my fault. Zach, go ahead and answer. It's <laughs> open forget, because <laughs> you're forgetting he's a guest. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's also it must be weird for you too because I'm always leading the conversation. I'm oh, always yeah, leading true. the conversation. I'm always having to set a mean up. I don't have to set a mean up, but that's just the the structure of the show. So I feel like this is a mean's got to just feel completely out of water here. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, Tom. I think it's so open um, because we played fucking 35 games. That's why it's open. Okay. Like it's open because we we're at the halfway point of the season and the MVP conversation is often open at the halfway point of the season. And also nobody's played this year, right? Like, like LeBron and Kawhi and Embiid and Jokic all have an upper hand so far because they haven't missed time due to COVID protocol. 
Like they've just been on the court. And so there's going to be a certain point where just the guys who got to play and didn't have to sit out because, you know, some team personnel was coughing that day. Like they're going to have a leg up on this. And I don't think we, like, I don't think we really know what to do with this season because I'm trying to figure out certain things of like, did this player actually get better? Did they actually get worse? Is this team for real? And I don't know because the wizards had to sign Alex Len just to get guys on the court. Jordan bell, Jordan bell. Right. Sign them yeah. off the street. Yeah, it's like um, the Miami heat with Jimmy Butler being out in COVID protocols. People were wondering what is going on with the Miami heat frauds, right. frauds, like bubble frauds. Right. And Dragic was out. Uh, Bam was out. Jimmy Butler was out. And now you're seeing, oh yeah, they're pretty good when they have Jimmy Butler on the floor. And and a lot of it is because the NBA happens so fast, there's so much whiplash with storylines. Like, oh, it's a storyline. LaMelo Ball uh, dropped 30 last night against Portland in Portland. And they had an amazing game two nights before. But that's like years ago because the NBA moved so fast that it's hard to like keep track of who's in, who's out, and right. who's in protocol, who's not, who's who's injured. And so I feel like we have to have these MVP conversations just to keep people like anchored. Yeah, and I, and I think part of that too, and I mean, I'm curious what you think here. That's me being a little radio person right there. there um, is you're not actually curious. That's what that means. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but I I feel like the league has turned the COVID protocol stuff like guys being out for that into just like, it's a regular old injury report today, right? Like they've minimized it to try to make it not seem so bad. And by doing that, it's kind of normalized guys being out. Whereas guys being out, like Jason Tatum missed what, like five games because of this shit. Like that's a big deal. Drew Kevin Holiday Durant having to miss, that, yeah. yeah, right? Like Kevin Durant having to miss time for an hamstring and then miss time because of COVID protocol. Those are two very different things, but we're, we're kind of just lumping them all together because a game miss is a game miss. And I think it's kind of bullshit. And you, and I think you're right. That does make us then go like, well, shit, who's the most improved player? Is it Christian Wood? Like who cares? Like he's he like that, that does, one, that award sucks. And two, like that doesn't matter. Right. Like that, that shouldn't matter in January where we're going, Hey, Christian Woods, the front runner for most improved. It's like, I mean, everyone is at this point. Like, I don't, I don't get what we're doing with that. I mean, I'm curious what you think on this topic. Nice. Maze found the brother to brother song. <laughs> Tom, you've seen Twins, right? Yes. Okay. Of course I got twins coming up this week on Cinephone. Oh, oh my God. Because it's our, we're kicking off Arnold Schwarzenegger month. Arnold the March. Arnold month. Yeah. We were watching um People versus OJ Simpson a couple weeks ago, my wife and I, and she goes, Man, she was looking at uh Robert Shapiro. And what? she just goes, Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger looks really different these days. Wow. Whoa. And I was like, Did you just say John Travolta is Arnold? And she's like, that's that's Arnold, right? I was like, no, wait, that's John Travolta. Th- hold on, did she think that he finally, after wow. ye- years and years, finally got rid of the accent and could talk like a regular American, like a governor of California? <laughs> <laughs> she, oh, 
This was it. And Zach, just, Zach, Amin just joined the show. Did you just see that? He just finally yeah. arrived. He like, finally arrived. Here. He, he arrived here. because we got a text message in our Cinephobe chat about uh, a YouTube link of Brother to Brother, I, the song I from just, Twins. I'm trying to figure out how Tom's wife thought that, like, did she, did she think it was like a Gilbert Gottfried situation where it's like his actual speaking voice is like this? Hold on, guys. Camera's on. Yeah, my name is Arnold. I'm <laughs> from Austria, but I live in California now. <laughs> Is that how Travolta sounds in every movie these days? Or is he method acting there with Shapiro? Like, He's method that- acting his ass off, baby. Are you kidding me? Travolta is a chameleon. Oh, my God. You can put him anywhere. Like, the the movie where um, uh, the fanatic, right? Where, <laughs> I mean, yo, he, look, I think it's offensive. I don't know. I'm going to guess no, that no. it's offensive. How, can, how is it offensive? Did. They never, they never. He, they never say they never say what's going on with him, but he's clearly yes. playing somebody on the spectrum, right? Is he? He's clear, isn't he? It just, welcome to uh, no, he clearly is though, because that that's part of his character. That but they never fully address it, and so because like it leaves you to assume what's going on, it's a like it feels offensive. I think like five minutes in that movie, I had notes when we did the fanatic for Cinephobe, uh, which you can find on any podcast platform. That's the, the podcast where Amin and I review movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. We try to figure out, are they actually good or are they as bad or worse than people say? Um, when we did that, like the first five minutes, I was like, I'm offended. Like, I like I feel like this is wrong. But, I didn't but know Travolta can throw himself into anything. Throws himself into a, a widower, Right. Like he, like he, he can do anything. Like, and I believe it. So Travolta, no, Travolta is just great. Watch out! Watch out! Here's Lucy. You rock my head and you rattle my head. You rock it, rock it, rock it like I go to bed. The context you- there, Tom, is he is broken into his favorite actor's house and he is just going nuts. Think about like you know, super fan finally finds his way into the house of this actor that he just worships, and he's just touching everything. <laughs> he's like he's Rudy Gobert. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just trying. Yeah. I'm trying to tie this back to the NBA, yeah. and okay, that was sorry. my my best segue back to the uh, NBA. I mean, you uh, you've been on the other side of things. Mm-hmm. Wow. Why do why do we? root ourselves as the media and the fans into these MVP conversations so early because no, it's just 24 hour news cycle. We have to talk. People got to talk. And that's, that's what it is because the reality is nobody should care. It's too early. And also who gives a shit, right? You know, other than the Houston Rockets and James Harden. No, that was the time when they gave a shit, but everyone else kind of doesn't really give a shit to be honest with you. And, 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 but people want something to talk about and it's easy conversation filler. And also I think it's, we've conditioned, at least on the media side, I think people have become conditioned to do something that way, way back in the day, uh, Bill Walton was the only one who was doing this, which was in order to illustrate a point I'm trying to make, I go with hyperbole, right? So I remember... Bill watching a game when I was younger and he called Dan Marley one of the greatest defensive players to ever grace the game. And I'm like, where would no, the Clippers be without Sean yeah. Rooks? Right. He's yes, exactly. <laughs> right. RIP Sean Rooks. But like Bill Walton did, it took me a while to realize if Bill Walton just said, Hey, Dan Marley's a pretty good defender or Hey, Sean Rooks has really been huge today. Doesn't hey. register. 
it doesn't register. So I have to go over the top. So some of you are going to get outraged and some of you are going to like get it, right? Like, oh, he's just saying the guy's playing really well. Problem is when you take something that one person is doing and now the entire industry does it, it, it becomes problematic in the sense that like it's driving everybody crazy. So instead of saying, fuck, man, like Zion's having a hell of a year, you got to say, he should be in the MVP conversation, right? And so Zach and I on the radio, because our producer on that day had asked, Ugh. was it Damian Lillard or somebody? It was, it was, just da- had a, it was Dame. Da- was is it Dame, Dame week now? in the MVP yes. carousel? Yeah. It, was, it was, yeah. Yeah, so, so it was when Dame had like that big uh, game, I think it was against Chicago or whoever. He hit the, the bunch of shots at the end to go to win the, basically the game. And it says, oh, it's Damian Lillard in the MVP conversation. And it started with identifying that when people say someone's in the MVP conversation, that's a coward's way, right? Yeah, yep. Because you're, you're, you're clearly uh, saying total, he's not the MVP. Yep, yeah, yep. So You just so, want to get some love. Because you also, we don't know how, Tom, we don't know how big that conversation is, right? right. Well, we, is that a conversation well, of four people? A conversation yeah. of 10 people? Well, Zach, Zach and I ended up like constructing what the MVP conversation is. What does that mean? We figured it out. What it is, is there's a bar, right? And yeah. uh, you walk into the bar and there's a bar's not really crowded or whatever. Just a couple of people here and there. But right there at the, at the actual bar, there's a group of guys all talking. And all those guys in that group talking that's the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. In order to be in that conversation, you have to be in the MVP conversation. And yep. it's a circle, and the guy, the, the flavor of the week is the guy in the middle holding court with a great story. So at that time, like I say, it was Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard has a drink in his hand, and He's talking and he's gesturing wildly, but the drink never actually spills, but it comes right. dangerous. But it's close. like getting up to the edge and oh, coming yeah. back down. Yeah. And Dame's telling telling a story that everyone's in thralls, right? Dame took over the reins of the conversation from Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid had just been in the center telling a story, and everyone's like, wow. And then Dame said, Yeah, that ain't nothing. Let me tell you this story. Now Dame's telling the story. LeBron is right there. And actually, when Joel was telling his story, LeBron was waiting for that, like, that died down so he could jump in with his story. But Dame just jumped right in and grabbed it. But a pregnant pause, and Dame jumped right in. And so every time there's a bit of a pause where Dame, like, kind of, you know, repositioned where the story's going next, then LeBron's about to jump in. But Embiid will kind of hype man. Like, yeah, 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 I heard that. Yeah. And like, so every time that it, LeBron wants to jump in, you know, Joel Embiid will say something. And Dame's like, yep, then that reminds me of this. And then keeps going with the story. Keeps going with mm. the story. And then I- and on the, and on that, so you've got at the bar. So they're kind of, they're talking oh, yeah. near the bar. So the bar, you've got Kawhi Can people Leonard. get kicked out of the bar? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> people just, people <laughs> get kicked out. People get not let in. Okay, so, so, so here's the deal. So, so the bar is the bar. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I mean, is there a bouncer? Is there an MVP bouncer? Oh. Hold on, we'll get there, we'll get there. Okay, so, sorry. So the, so the conversation's at the bar. Now, you've, you've been at a bar where you have a conversation. Usually there's someone who's got their back to the bar, and then everyone is kind of yeah, forming this circle. Yeah, they're just posting up on the bar, point. talking, yeah. The guy posted up on the bar is Kawhi Leonard. Yep. And he's got his drink in his hand, he's stirring a little, doesn't so cool. really talk that much. Yeah. Just takes yep. a sip, not pressed. Also, standing right next to LeBron, right there in that inner circle, is Steph Curry. Now, Steph 
he's he's just happy for everybody. He's not trying to jump in. He's just mm-hmm. playing hype man for everybody. Like he's Dave makes a cir- point. He's like, oh man, he like runs around the circle a little bit. Does he take some wa- water bottles and 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 shower them <laughs> with a water bottle like after you his know, story? No, no, but he he like Steph isn't afraid to go to the bathroom or to leave and take a phone call. Yeah, like oh right the, my place will be taken. No, yeah. he's he's secure, right? Because also, he's been in that conversation by yeah. himself. Yes. Unanimous MVP. He's been, is, he's talked to himself before, right? Yes. yes. He yeah, doesn't need this glory right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and and you know what? And and the fact that he's so happy for everyone else in the conversation, yes. it pisses LeBron off. LeBron's just yeah. grinding his teeth the whole time, just like this motherfucker. Year 18, hashtag yeah. year 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's now, like, now I've been in this conversation for 18 damn years. I've been striving for greatness. You don't even know for 18 years. Now, like, this is- Tom, I know you're wondering. Utah Jazz have the best record. They're playing great. Their net rating is through the roof. Is Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert in the conversation? You have an answer for that. They're both sidling up together mm-hmm. to get in the conversation. And they're saying, let me do the talk. No, no, I'll do the talk. Let's do the talking. And as they... <laughs> Donovan, Donovan say like, no, Rudy, you're, they don't really like you. So let me do the talking. You buy right. drinks. So he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, okay, I'll buy. I'll so buy I got long arms so I can get lots of drinks. So Rudy and Donovan, in order to demonstrate their value to the MVP conversation, people, they went to the bar, they bought the most expensive drinks they have. And that mm-hmm. the most expensive drink is called best record in the league. Right? <laughs> they both drinking a little best record. Oh, what's wow. up, guys? Just got some peers talking, huh? Yeah. And... So the guys in the MVP conversation, they like Donovan, and they're like, hey, man, how's it going, man? You doing? I see you drinking that best drink in the league, yeah, man. You keep it up. And LeBron, but then and LeBron's they, like, I've had that drink. That drink doesn't mean anything. His right. drink's not yeah. that good. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right, right? It's fine. And yeah. then, but then they clearly end the, the acknowledgement as if to let Donovan know, yes, we see you, and but you're not in this yeah. conversation. And Rudy's just in the back just, Trying to like Rudy, look yeah, over Rudy's and awkwardly yeah. got his hands in his pocket and he mm-hmm. kind of just hunched over there. Uh, who? Oh, Nikola Jokic. He's in the conversation. Unfortunately, he can't order any more drinks because his phone has a uh, bank alert saying low balance of wins. Right. <laughs> so, oh my god! Not enough wins in his bank account, so he's, he's got the. He, he's texting Jamal Murray like, "Yo, I need some wins here. You gotta help me. You gotta <laughs> it's, transfer. It's not his. It's not his fault. It's, you gotta transfer it's the some third wins. guy. Who's the best? Who's the third best player on the Nuggets? The Come answer on. is I don't know, and that's the whoever that is. Whoever that is, he's he's got to transfer some wins over. Someone's got to transfer so that, wins so Jokic yeah. because can right hang now Nikola's holding babysitting the fuck out of that one last drink, <laughs> and like, it's just, just it's just it. melted ice at this point. There's not yeah, even there's no just, alcohol left in that drink. <laughs> sipping a little bit maybe it's a little backwash in a beer whatever it is he's struggling <laughs> but he's here for the time being uh who else do we have oh we have kevin durant mm-hmm. kevin durant is like stirring his drink although no i think kevin durant at this point mm-hmm. zach kevin durant upset stomach had to leave had to leave yeah 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 was he in the bathroom or did he have to go home no he might have, well, we'll see like right now he's in the bathroom he might have to, at some point yeah, missed too many to games yeah. he might have to go home uh Jason Tatum. Because his stomach ailment might be contagious. They don't know if it is or not. <laughs> that's true. That's a that's a problem. They don't know if it's contagious or not. Right. So you got you got they, you got to go back. Okay. Jason. Wait, but Jason. Here's my question well, though. Uh huh. Luka Doncic, can he go to the bar, or is he okay. Is he too young to go to the bar? So I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. Luka Doncic, outside, 
bouncer, you asked about a bouncer. Bouncer's stopping him because he don't have ID. So <laughs> Luca's texting the guys inside. Guys, I'm at the door. Get me in. Yo, get me in. And LeBron's like, the only one checking his phone. He's like, nope. <laughs> hey, it's Tom here, and I want to take a quick break to tell you about the Haber Show live show we do every Wednesday night only on the Stereo app. Stereo is a drop-in audio mobile app that allows the audience to engage, interact, and ask questions that air live in the show. Amin and I have a blast doing this every week. We answer something like 50, 60, 70 questions or comments every live show, so you don't want to miss it. Download the Stereo app now. Start an account and follow us at Haberstro and at Darth Amin. So if you had like a a point about the MVP conversation or you disagreed with a take that Amin had or Zach had on this show, go take it to the Haber Show live show on the Stereo app. We do it every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Watch the first nationally televised game with us, the start of the second one. Uh, Talk about any of the other stuff that's going on live in the NBA, just hanging out on your couch. We're doing that too. So every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. on the Stereo app. All right? We'll talk to you then. Now back to the show. So here's my question, though. Is LeBron in the conversation just staring at his phone, putting in the uh, posting on Instagram, year eight, hashtag year 18, striving for greatness? And is it watching other people? Watching, watching, yeah. He's not able to have a real human conversation because he's too... You he's know, preoccupied he's do- with posting his He's highlights. doing the IG story from above, but he's making sure no one else is in it. It's just like he's at, he's got an angle that crops everybody else out, but he's clearly wow. doing something like whoa. Can't believe my life yeah. right now. So so <laughs> now here's the thing, guys. In the last like couple of weeks, Luca Luca got a text back from somebody. Hold on, hold on. We're sending someone to the door right now. So did Mark Luca- Cuban did Mark Cuban do that? Did Mark Cuban Hi, somebody, did he slip some money from Shark Tank? Did he decide to? That might be it. They might, it might be. It might be. He's waiting on the Cuban to come by and just grease the wheels. But Luca's getting in this bar, man. A couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, he was on the outside. Couldn't get in. He couldn't get in. Now he's got to get in the bar. Uh, we're missing somebody. Who are we missing? Whoa. Well, there's a couple. There's there's a Harden. Harden, I think, is knocking on the door and wondering if he's able to because he kind of went from one bar to the other bar. He's wondering if but, he's able. It was an so, ugly exit from the previous bar. So Giannis, Giannis, oh yeah, is, Giannis is in the conversation, and the last couple of years he's been dominating the center of the conversation. Mm-hmm. He's been what Dame and Joel were doing. But the problem with Giannis this year is he decided to quit drinking. So now he's got like bottles of water, and if you've ever been with someone who likes to drink who stopped drinking, they get very irritated very easily. Yeah, very easily. That's what Giannis is doing. He's just kind of like fidgety and just. Uh, you know, kind of a little irritated well, what's happening. And er- early on, he kept trying to he kept trying to hold court early on, and everyone was just like, "We've heard the story before, Giannis. Let somebody else yeah. talk." Yeah. So wait, so wait. I think Giannis sees Kawhi Leonard having a drink all casual, and he gets really jealous, and he decides, "I'm done with this whole not drinking thing. I'm gonna go get myself a drink from the bar," and by spilling Kawhi's drink reaching for the drink he gets oh. his 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 mojo back and Giannis is suddenly a joyous Giannis galloping down the bar and super excited because he kind of ruined Kawhi Leonard's oh do you see what I'm saying I like here that. like right. I think I like that I think yeah. Giannis now is drinking again 
Right. Now, 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 Tom, there's some other characters as well who aren't quite in the conversation. Yeah, so. Tom, Tom, I'm sure you, you were wondering, like, well, Julius Randle. What's going on with Julius Randle at this, at this place? Julius Randle is sitting. Now, is this, this bar is really like one of those restaurants by day, and then at night they just clear out all the tables and chairs in the middle. Uh, but the booths still remain, right? And so Julius Randle's sitting at one of these booths with a bottle talking about, hey, we got our own MVP conversation going on over here. Yeah, anybody yeah. wants to join the real conversation, yeah. come to the booth. And he's being real loud because yeah. it's New York. Oh, yeah. Well, no, <laughs> it's because he wants he wants the, the actual MVP conversation to hear him perhaps say, hey, man, or even better, hey, man, can we join you? Yeah, but come over. Little, actually, we'll come to you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is in the wrong bar. He's in a completely empty bar. He's holding his drink, and the bartender, it's so empty that the bartender isn't even at the bar the whole time. He keeps going to the back and coming back and asking De'Aaron Fox, you sure your friend said they were coming here? Yeah. Like, we're going to close De'Aaron, up pretty soon. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox, yeah, he's like, he's like, <laughs> they just joke. Jokers. <laughs> like, <laughs> you might say, my friends never seem to show up for me, but uh, I promise this year is different. This night is different. Bartender, bartender just comes back and says, Aaron, uh, you know, they're not. He goes, Actually, it's D, Aaron. He's like, I've seen you guys play. There's no D. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what about James Harden? Because, like, I, is he, is he, because he was at a different bar and now he forced his way oh. into this bar, does that no. have any effect was, in the conversation? No, no, no. He wasn't at a different bar because there's only one bar. The only other bar is the one that De'Aaron Fox is at, which is the wrong bar. Right. Like that's that's <laughs> no, but I think Hart, this Zach, I'm I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Oh, good setup there. <laughs> Finally. But but for me, Harden, who's been the life of this party, been in these parties before, this year volunteered to be the designated driver. Not only that, not only that, I mean, but I think that he's he's learned from just how much fun Steph has tried to have for everyone else in the conversation, right? He's not quite hype manning that way, but he's he's the designated driver and he's like, I'll get you guys drinks. Drinks on me, right? Oh, like, I'll, I'll pa- okay. I'm going to pass out some drinks. Normally, I'm the one trying to get all the drinks, but I'm going to pass out the drinks here. Best record in the East. How's that? How's that work? <laughs> Is that good? You guys like best record in the East? Okay. I got jo- you. Joel Bean's like, no, that's my drink. Not yet. And Don't Giannis is like, yeah, no, I'm drink. drinking again. And <laughs> yeah. we're right there. Yeah, we're right there. Oh, man. Who else? Who else? There's someone else. Listen, one more person. Dame? No, Dame's, Dame's in the Lilo. middle. Dame Dame's was in the beginning. Yeah. Dame's Dame in the middle. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tatum? Right. Tatum, we no, talked about Tatum. About oh, Tatum, no, we didn't yeah. talk about we didn't talk about Tatum because because we got sidetracked. No, Tatum, so Tatum's been sick. And he was, he didn't even make the ball, but now he's trying to rally. So he's texting like, guys, I'm trying to rally. I'll try and make it there. Yeah. And they're, and they're just texting back. See what Jalen's up to. <laughs> See if Jalen's free. He's like, nah, 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 he's busy. He's busy. He's busy. He's like, We're more interested in talking to him. And, and, and the booth that Julius Randall is sitting at is actually closer to the conversation than what the booth that uh, Jason Tatum is, has taken. Refuge. Oh, no. No, Jason Tatum isn't here yet. He's still he's still at home. He's trying to rally. Oh, okay. He's he wasn't trying to rally. Good. Yeah, he wasn't. Feeling Do you have to yeah, be better than five hundred to be at the bar? Uh, well, yes, unless you're at the wrong bar, like Darren Fox. <laughs> yeah, you got the whole place to yourself. Uh, See, why is it the MVP conversation like this all the time? This is right. really that's what it should be. That's the, when people say, oh, "Is he in the MVP conversation?" Instantly, that's what my brain goes to. Yeah. Like, is he at this bar? 
is he at this booth over here? Is he at the wrong bar? Is he at home? Can he not get in because whatever? Because the bouncer says he's he's not old enough. It uh, reminded me, uh, Michael Pina wrote for I think it was Sports Illustrated. He wrote Michael um, Pina. He he wrote an an all star column with an honorable mention list that was like fifty names long of like honorable mention snub all star snub list and I was like thinking to myself should we be having all star or sorry MVP conversations about the conversation honorable mention okay so this is different honorable mention to me for all stars completely different MVP conversations a conversation at a bar all stars with the honorable mention reminds me of like a dinner. Uh, it reminds me specifically of a dinner I went to, right? During All-Star Weekend in Charlotte, right? Ooh. Where there are all these heavy hitters Here at this place. Yeah. And the main table was, Name this is a real life, real life thing, guys. The main table was like Kevin Durant, Rich Kleiman, and uh, 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 Maverick Carter, and, uh, and, and J. Cole, and all of these like, you know, Steve Stout, they're all there. And then there were these other tables. That's where I sat, right? The other periphery tables around the main table. That's what I feel like honorable mention is. Like there's a main table in the middle. These are the all-stars right here, 24 guys. And Zion's over on your table. No, Zion's at the all-star. He's an all-star. He's at the oh, main table. Okay, sorry. Yeah. All-star. Yep, honorable yep. mention. Oh, not that's me, Bam, Jimmy. Uh, let's see who else. Um, Mike Conley. Mike Conley, mm-hmm. uh, again, De'Aaron Fox is at the wrong restaurant. Shea Gilgis <laughs> Alexander. Yeah. De'Aaron yeah, Fox yeah. is at Chuck E. Cheese. He's at Chuck E. Cheese. Like, yeah. I know. Trust me. They told me they're going to they be. They love to play around these guys. They just love messing around. Trust me. They'll be here. They'll be here. Uh, let's see who else is there. Oh, DeMar DeRozan's with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know what I mean? You yeah. know who's not there? Well, I guess, you know, it just no, depends. He's he's at he's with us. He's sitting with us. Last year he was at the main table. This year he's with us at the kid table. Trey Young. Yeah. I was mm. I was just gonna ask. Uh Trey yeah. Young is not at the table for All-Star, not in the conversation to be in no. the conversation for MVP. No, he already knew. He already knew the deal. Like, I can't, I can't make it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make it. <laughs> Shifting gears here for a second. News broke yesterday that Lloyd Pierce was out as the Atlanta Hawks coach. It is odd timing. Um, he had apparently, according to Jeff Schultz of The Athletic, had the Travis Schlenk, the decision maker, top decision maker there in, in Atlanta, had decided that Lloyd Pierce was going to be let go on Monday morning. And then by Monday morning, later Monday morning, Lloyd Pierce had hosted practice in Miami and done a media session afterwards and then got fired. But the decision was made in the morning and then Atlanta Hawks players were finding out through Twitter that their, their coach had been fired. So, oh, no. Uh, oh, oh, they had to find out through Twitter. Oh, my gosh. Oh, firing should only happen between the hours of this and this. Right, Draymond? Yes. Yeah. So um, Lloyd Pierce, I think, has been, quote, unquote, on the hot seat for a while. So I don't think that the uh, the fact that he wasn't retained as a head coach after this season was uh, was much of a surprise around the league. However, I think it is odd timing here. I mean, what did you think of the uh, Lloyd Pierce firing? I thought it was bullshit. 
plain and simple. I think you got a situation where, first of all, um, they've had a ton of injuries, right? Uh, you got second most you know, in the league. De- yep. De- yeah. 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 DeAndre Hunter, Dano Gallinari, Bogdanovich, like particularly like their big acquisitions, Rondo, Bogdanovich, and Gallinari. Like all three of those dudes have been done. Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn. I forgot about him too. He hasn't even played, right? Yeah. Uh, um, So there's an element of that. Um, There's also an element, this is the tricky part, right? Because I say this all the time when, when coaches get fired. You clearly didn't have buy in. From Trey Young, like Trey Young, kind of at least publicly, we're gonna say has said things and done things to undermine uh, Coach Pierce. Having said that, getting your best players to buy in is kind of part of the job, right? Right. It doesn't matter how smart you are, X's and O's wise. If they ain't gonna listen to you, then that's a problem. But Sometimes the reason that happens is because organizationally we're not on the same page, right? In Miami in 2010, famously, LeBron went to go meet with Pat Riley and asked him, do you ever get the itch? And Pat Riley, like, leaned forward as legend would have it and stared right in the eye and said, I never get the itch. Like, and that was Pat Riley's way of saying yeah. This is the coach. Are you down? Or are you not down? You tell me. I think now at this point, LeBron has already been MVP of the league. He's been in the league seven years. That's a power move that I would not expect every front office or every organization to be able to do right. to back their coach to that level. But Trey Young wasn't any of those things. He's a guy. He's exciting. He's talented. He's popular. But I think when your rookies enter your organization, you owe it as an organization to treat them like they're rookies. And when you give them free reign, what ends up happening is the exact culture of lack of accountability that people complain about later. It's like, no, but y'all made me do it this way, right? Same thing with Brett Brown in in Philly. It's like, Philly was a, a shit show, man. There was I remember when Embiid was a rookie. They were telling me Embiid rides on the second bus. They had to hold the second bus because he was late. So when do they since when do they hold buses for rookies, let alone the second bus? You're supposed to be on the first bus as a rookie. He's coming on the second bus and they're holding the second bus. But it's like you can't all of a sudden wake up and be like, all right, no more Mr. Nice Guy. If he enters an organization, we're like, this is how we do it, bro. This is this is the NBA. Because a rookie does not know. The, yeah. A rookie doesn't have anything to compare it against. Right. Whatever you do, th- that's their NBA. Um, but if you do it a different way, it's hard later to get the genie back in the bottle. And so I don't think in that regard, Lloyd Pierce got the opportunity to maybe coach the way he wanted to coach from the beginning. And when that happens at the beginning, it's hard at the end to say, okay, we'll do it this way. Isn't that part of the reason why the Miami Heat Big Three was eventually successful in winning the championship is they had not just an organization that had won a championship before, but Dwayne Wade could be in the locker room and be like, hey, CB, 
LeBron, this is how we do business in here. This is how it's going to work. And if you're not down with this, then this is not going to be the right organization for you. Who's going to do that in Atlanta? Kevin Herter? Right. Like, right. That, that's. <laughs> So this, this is Trae the great, doesn't the great have point. that like veteran who's right. been with the organization for a long time. That's what's tough about rebuilds is when you hit the reset button and you don't have someone who's able to be like, this is how things go here. It's the self-fulfilling prophecy of because they don't have an established culture, an established star, or an established organization and a motto and a backbone. They got to start from scratch. So whoever's right. walking through that door to steal a, an Amin term, who's ever walking through that door is now going to have the power to establish that, that culture, at least walk all over the powers that be because Trey Young's the guy. Trey Young so, is the, the, the future of the organization. Whereas so, D-Wade so, would be there and say right. like, yo, yo. Well, it's, because cause here's why. Yeah. It's like D-Wade, first of all, it was like that when I got here. And then... It was like that when Shaq was here. And not only that, you also have Alonzo Mourning, the ghost of Alonzo Mourning hanging around saying, yeah, it was like that when I was here too. So it's like, there ain't no questioning this. Either you, you're with it or this may be not the place for you. So how well, do you establish yeah. that though? Like how, if, you're, if you're Travis Schlenk or Lloyd Pierce or uh, Trey, like you're, you're coming into a situation, we have to establish a culture that, Trey Young isn't going to be able to walk all over. So how do you establish that? I mean, you have to have a backbone, right? Like you have to do it from the giggle. Like, this is how we do things. So like, yeah, but what? no, like this is how we get things. And, and I think that that's tough for a guy coming in, taking over the organization, but where Travis Schlenk has some leverage in that in taking over and, and you know, tearing things down and building back up is this is how we did in Golden State. Exactly. Right. Yep. That would be the way of like, this is how we did in Golden State and look at the success we had. So follow this plan and we can get there. Whether that's true or not doesn't really matter. Yep. Like, like it's the, I just came from this organization. This is why they brought me in here to run this. So because I'm going to take that DNA and put it over here, like this is where we're going to have that, that success. And if you do that only like as a half measure, or the other half of that measure, leaves all room for bullshit. Like, I mean, to your point of Lloyd Pierce, you know, getting your star on board is kind of part of the job. Made me think of Tom Thibodeau in Minnesota, right? Like mm -hmm. Tom Thibodeau, look, Tom was right. He was right. Like, look at what's happened in New York. He was right that whole time. Now he may have gone about things the wrong way, right? I don't think he was a particularly great front office executive, and coaching was clearly a, tr a problem because you couldn't get Carl Anthony Towns on board. You couldn't get Andrew Wiggins on board. But when the guys who were bought in were on the court, that team was good. When the, when the guys who were brought in to, to kind of learn, you know, help the young guys learn that stuff, when they, were, when they were on the court with the young guys, that team was good. When you took a little bit out of that equation, the team fell apart. And it's because he couldn't get Carl to buy into the defense. Carl kept talking about, well, at Kentucky, we did this. Nobody gives a shit what you did in college. Nobody. Unless you're Randolph Childress. Shout out to him. We care what he did in, in college because he had the greatest moment in college basketball history. But other than that, nobody cares, right? Like, no one cares about your, your little, you know, scrapbook and everything. Like, every, like as Amin says, like, everyone's got a scrapbook in the NBA, right? Like, and so, and so Tom couldn't make that work in Minnesota, couldn't get Carl on board. Now he doesn't have a Carl Anthony Towns in New York. And so maybe that helps a little bit, but Julius Randle is in a contract year and has an ego, right? RJ Barrett's supposed to, supposed to be a guy that like, he's a franchise savior. At least he was supposed to be a couple years ago. 
right? Like you, you have guys that do have egos and he got all those dudes to be one of the best defense in the league. And they're over 500 in March for the first time. And I don't know how long, and that matters. And so Lloyd Pierce, yes, he's supposed to get Trey young on board and maybe in the next spot, he will go, he will go coach and he will be a successful coach. But I do think that's an organizational structure thing. Like Travis Schlink should have said, we come in, we empowered Mark Jackson, we empowered uh, Steve Kerr, and look at what we did in those moments when people followed their game plan. Trey, you got to do the same. Zach, let me ask you something. Uh, Why, obviously, Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins, we were doing a lot of yes buts and all that stuff, but why, what gave them the power to not buy in? Because that organization is a historic shit show. They have no leadership from the top. None. Specifically. Specifically. Yeah. They went around. Even Tibbs was the Tibbs thought if I buy the groceries and cook, if I'm both president and coach, yeah. then I, I circumvent being undermined. But from you don't above. own the kitchen. You don't, you own, don't own the kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. And that's what happened in Minnesota is yep. that they, those guys knew if I don't like something, I can just go straight to ownership. Like, no, you're making us do things. We don't like it. And, yeah. and so Tibbs had no organizational support, even though he was the president of the goddamn right. organization. Mm-hmm. So as we right. fast forward to Atlanta, like, I don't think, you know, Travis Schlenk gave Lloyd Pierce the, the support he needed in order to do things the right way. I'm not going to put that all on Travis Schlenk's doorstep. Sure. No, because, no, no. I don't mean to do that either. Yeah, that's no, no, no. I know. I know. No, I, I, cause I want to point out like, who do you think is more vested in, Hey, we got to let this guy play his fun, exciting way. The fans get him going. You think that's a GM saying that, mm-hmm. or does that sound like someone else? Maybe someone who's a big fan of the team. Huh? The mm. big, I'm the number one fan of the team. Two chains. That, the, Exactly. Yeah. It's two chains. It's Gucci. <laughs> it's Gucci's fault. But, but I, like, this is why I always stress the fans, man. Like, there's fans who are going to say, man, fuck Lloyd Pierce. He wasn't a good coach. Right? Why? Because they don't win. All right. Okay. It's, okay. Every coach in the league knows this dude, loves him, vouches for him, whatever. But somehow he, you're the one that knows he's uncle. Okay. Let's, then a savvier fan will say, well, I like Lloyd Pierce. But, man, his GM didn't give him support. The savviest fan follows that money all the way to the top and says, it's a culture. You say, why do they have that culture? Because the culture is created at the top. Mm -hmm. The dude at the top is sending suggestions, like, for instance, let's not take Luka Doncic. Let's trade down and we'll take Trey Young. That's how that happens. That's how that happens. Let me ask you a question. If the reason they wanted Trey over Luca is for the Trey TL nickname, I actually think that's a marketing genius. And I think that's a good reason to take him over Luca. Even though I think Luca was obviously the better prospect. If you want the Trey TL branding, I do think there's something in the business side of that. Yeah, I think. Don't, 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 don't. Let it sit. No, Tom, Tom, we do this all the time. Just let it sit. Just let it sit. Just let it sit. You're not gonna you're not gonna affect my mood here. I I thought it was great. I'll bathe in it, I mean. I'll do the backstroke. Kidding me? So the all-star game is gonna be in Atlanta. And uh this came across the wire yesterday. That was pretty good segue. Um this came across the wire that just 
boggled my mind is that um, a the NBA is going to do a skills competition at the mm. pandemic All Star competition, and Got B to. Robert Covington is going to be in the skills challenge. That's news to me. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know until right before we started recording. Oh my god. He's been terrible this year. Can, like, can, like, what, like, skills, skills, what skills? What skills? This is not. This is not like Robert Covington is not. He's not a skills guy. That's he's not. What I'm saying like he can barely how dribble. Deep, yes. How deep into the list of no's did you get? Does he live Robert in Covington Atlanta? Off season. He went to Tennessee. Did he go so, to like Tennessee State? Yeah. So, so this is where you're 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 getting warmer. I mean, um. They they remember Chris Paul had wanted to make HBCUs, HBCUs and a he's big the part of All Star Weekend, raise money, uh, do uh, coordinated partnerships and events for HBCUs, and Robert Covington is the only player, active player in the NBA that has uh, graduated from an HBCU. So I'm imagining they huddled up and they were like, "All right, how can we put?" Robert Covington in the all-star calendar. He's not an all-star. Right. He's not in a dunk competition. We could put him in a three-point shootout no, with he's his 33% for three. He's not a good three-point shooter. But he's closer to that than being in a skills competition. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm totally with you on this. Is like Robert Covington is a passable three-point shooter. Also, also, here's another thing. Maybe we could just have him be like an honorary host type thing. Like you Make come him through, the ref. No, 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 no. Kevin Durant is injured. We could have him as the honorary captain across from LeBron. He could be the honorary coach or or captain. How about this? How about this? What if we just don't force feed it? Yeah. Is there a way to celebrate HBCUs without making Robert Covington Covington. involved? (laughs) This just, it just seems like, let's let's put Shaq in the three-point competition. As of, this is not his. Not even. This is not, not even, even his thing. This is this is let's put Greg Popovich in the dunk contest because we need an Air Force alum. We're honoring the troops, right? That, that's what that is. Uh, um, we are uh, as of we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon East Coast time. Uh, we have multiple nom, you know, like r- reported, rumored participants to the dunk contest for the three point shootout. As of Tuesday afternoon, and it's Tuesday before All-Star Weekend, only one name for skills challenge, Robert Covington. All right, so who can we put this in? Who can we put in the skills competition to make it really fun to watch? So you got Robert Covington going against who else on the same tier of of skills challenge proficiency? Boban. No, that's not the same tier. Uh, You are disrespecting the fuck out of Boban right now. <laughs> uh, okay. He's asking people to make it competitive, right? Not to yes. make it. Josh Akogi. Yeah, that's a good one. And he he went to Georgia Tech, so Atlanta yeah. ties right there. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Okay, who else we got? Who's uh? Who would be great? Luke and Bob Mute. Is he on the? Is he in the league? I don't think. Who he play for? Who he play for? He he's not in the league, actually. No, 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 no. no. Ooh, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, We're already sending three nets. Send a fourth. Ooh, okay. Rudy Gobert. 
Oh yeah, because he does some shit where I'm like, why? <laughs> I'd definitely there, be saying that. There's percent of Anthony Randolph to his game, like twenty percent, where all of a sudden he'll decide I want to dribble up the floor, and then and then the alarms go off, and I think Quinn Snyder, like pull like starts to brandish a weapon, and then he all right, I'll give it to, I'll give it to Donovan. He had I a jumper last night, uh, Rudy Gobert, <laughs> and they lost, so maybe that's a sign. Right. Yeah, there you go. Look what happened. They made Rudy a featured offensive player, and look what happened. Because, yeah, yeah, like, if Fox? you put, like, Ish Smith in the skills competition, that's not fair to Robert Covington. That's not fair to Ish, right? So you got to come up with someone. <laughs> he just whispered to Aaron Fox. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Do you, do, you, do, you think, do you think in the process hey, of losing <laughs> 9 of 10 and, and being the worst defense in NBA history, do you think they have time to listen to the podcast now? I, that's what I was going to ask. It's 10 out of 11, by the way. Not who's oh, counting. 10 out of 11. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Who's counting? <laughs> yeah, but at least team. they lose in like non-dramatic fashion to the Hornets uh, on the right. front end of a back-to-back. Yeah. At least right. they shored up that defense. That's that's all I was concerned about. What I liked is, is it was so bad that when they won six in a row, after that, it was still the worst defense in NBA history. And now yeah. that they've lost 10 of 11, it, the golf is just, you cannot imagine. Like, I, I don't know what it would take it would take them in the Knicks like swapping uniforms for a month for them to get this under the worst defense in NBA history. The, the best part is that uh, John Morant really hasn't been playing well. No. And he's still better. <laughs> they still better. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to call COVID and shit. Like, well, I don't even like, what's the, what is the, I, I mean, I know there's a competitive thing, but what's the downside of John Morant being better than you? That's my thing is where is Ja in all this? He didn't need to hear from Ja how he feels. Sitting back, sitting back, relaxing. Yeah. Ja, let, Ja's let me do, do all the work. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like, wouldn't, you be, wouldn't you be disrespected that De'Aaron Fox thinks being associated with you, the very association, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. is offensive but, to De'Aaron Fox? But again, let me let me do the work. But this is this is smart outsourcing. Not only do I not have to do this dirty work, but also I'm outsourcing someone who's actually really fucking good at it. Like, I mean, it's great at this. Why would I want like? Oh, hold on. Let me let me let me uh, take over this. It would be like if if the airline wanted to take over catering. No, no, no. We'll cook it. Yeah. Hey, come here. Bring the flight that's attendants a, and the pilots. We'll start cooking. You know? That's the thing oh. because when they played each other. I mean, of course, the Grizzlies won. The Grizzlies won easily. Um, oh, they, and they were waiting. My favorite part is they, oh, were, they were hoping. Carmichael Dave and and uh, like the Carl whole Michael crew. Dave. I like him too. He's actually like I talked he's a to him dude. a little bit. Yeah, dude. He's a good he's dude. A good dude. Yeah. But like that motherfucker, man. Like you talk oh, some he, shit. Oh, he's now. a rebel He's got. He's got a rebel. He talks some shit yeah. now. Oh yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Ja didn't even play well in that game. He had like 16 oh. points on 18 shots. He had 10 assists, mm-hmm. but like he didn't play all that well. And, uh, and they just trounced him. It didn't matter. But you know, the funny thing is that's what I loved. Like I knew, oh man, Ja's not playing well. So if Fox plays well, even if they lose the all points, they got their ass beat so hard. Not one of those fuckers opened their mouth. They just sat there. Boop. Chuck E. Cheese, May 17th, baby. Let's do it. So, okay, so let me let me let me run this by you guys, right? Yeah. I've yeah. been thinking about this. I told this to Tom. Yeah. Zach, I'm I want to book the Chuck E. Cheese now. For real. But there, this is I what know, I, want. I know where one is in Sacramento. I know where this one is. This is what I want to do though. I want to like throw a pizza party and invite a bunch of kids. 
and then I want to invite oh. Darren Fox. These kids are all For Kings fans. Yeah. Come here. Now, COVID makes that a little harder. That's going to be know, tough. Can you do an yeah. out, outdoor pizza party at Chuck E. Cheese? Does that kind of defeat the purpose? So it, it is in the one I, I know, know of, assuming it's still there, it, there is a giant parking lot. The wow. one I know of. There, it's a giant parking lot. Like you could oh. set up in that parking lot, wall it off. Like it, you could set up a socially distanced outdoor thing. So I would love to do that. So Chuck Assuming Cheese, that you got to call still, management me, and say, can up. you do an outdoor yeah. event? Thing is, yeah. you go to corporate. Say, hey, I want to do this event. What do you think? Yeah. You don't just call that one. You call, you like, you put some, put some yeah. weight behind it. Put some weight behind it. I'll call up corporate. I'll say, look, we're trying to do this. It's an event for the kids. End of the season. An opportunity for them to meet their favorite player. Uh, and by the way, whoever else wants to show up. Harrison Barnes. What about uh, Chuck? Buddy Heald? Charles Barkley. Chuck E. What about Cheese. What? what if we get Charles oh. Barkley, Chuck E. Cheese? Oh, we should get Shaq. That's another one. Shaq, oh, but yeah. Shaq, but Shaq has Papa John, so I don't know if he... Oh. Yeah, Isn't Shaq, Shaq a co-owner of the Kings? Yeah, yeah but he's, but he's also Papa John's, too. Papa John's <laughs> yeah. too, so... Uh, that and Chuck like, E. Cheese that I'm thinking of, still in business. Opens 11 a.m. Oh, awesome. today. Awesome. All right, so... This is what I'm going to do. If any of our listeners are from Sacramento and yeah, you got any hook or or work for Chuck E. Cheese corporate, let me know. I want to do this for real. I want to do this for real. I want I want to set this up. And, and and I'm a, and I'm going to be there too. I'm going to be there too. No, I mean like look, here's the deal. Like my thing is always in regular times, I talk my shit on TV, but I go to games. Mm-hmm. And I sit there when the guys are warming up and I'm on the loading dock when guys are leaving. Mm-hmm. This is my opportunity, right? Like Austin Rivers famously came up to me after a game, and we talked about it. We talked about things, and it was Zach, great. Was like it Austin, famous? Was it famously? Anything with Austin Rivers or Austin Come Rivers on. famously? If you're if you're gonna Come say on. it was on Austin Rivers' IG, then I'm not I'm not sure that qualifies. No, no, it was. We talked about on like first of all, everyone on the jump was a just because you talked about it doesn't make it famous. If it's on TV, it's famous. Okay, if it's on national TV, it's famous. Uh, but. Like the point being, I do it. I make myself available. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not, I can't. This is like I don't go to games and on you know the world is upside down. But as I said, I will pay out of pocket to fly to Sacramento to put this event on. And if he doesn't show up, you know what? A bunch of kids got some free pizza. Yeah, let's get the Kings to uh, donate some merch. That'd be dope. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Donate yeah, some man. jerseys for the kids. Give them all, get all the kids De'Aaron Fox jerseys. The, and they'll do it. Have- they'll do it because no one's going to screw over the kids. You know, oh. there, there's no way that De'Aaron Fox and the Kings oh, would, would oh, turn they, down that they, opportunity. They would. I think they would because they don't like me. Me personally, me specifically. Like this has gotten back to me through multiple channels. They don't like me. But I, this is a, a win-win like situation kids, for me. Do they like kids? I don't know. Because the implication would be that they don't like kids if if they turn you down. On it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So for all the listeners from Sacramento that haven't tuned out of this podcast already because we talk so much shit about it. It's been aggregated on a board. Okay, aggregated. Yeah, it's gonna get aggregated. Amino acid ups the ante. What if I can't afford it? That's (laughs) yeah, what if it's super expensive? Then then seven billion dollars. 
What if you have to like be a pitch band for Chuck E. Cheese just because you're so in debt to them? Because you couldn't foot the bill. You're like, hey, I, I, I couldn't pay for this. I'm sorry. What do you want we from had, me? We had this conversation on Bomb yesterday. Like, is there anything that you wouldn't pitch? And it's like, if the money's right, no. Like, I'll pitch almost anything. Nothing gives me more joy than pitching erectile dysfunction pills. Oh, my God. That's my favorite shout one to do, yeah. Shout out to Roman. My favorite one is... uh. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Okay. <laughs> we got to wrap anyway. So, uh, Zach. <laughs> yes. Thank you for coming on the Haber thank show. You. We got to do this more often. Yeah. And, no, um, we don't. No, we don't. No, and, we don't. And you know what? The coffee started kicking in. The MVP conversation was mm-hmm. popping. Um, I'm curious to see in, in two weeks' time what that MVP conversation looks like. I'm Who's curious. You know, just Who's like you were curious be? about Amin. You know, what now, at, at some point, Tom, we didn't mention this. At some point, someone else is going to try to start talking. And LeBron is just going to say, wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> Yeah. I've been waiting all Mind goddamn to season. <laughs> Wait, my to turn. Talk. You guys are gonna shut up and listen to me. That's when LeBron wins it, right? <laughs> but he just cusses everybody out. What if what if Anthony Davis comes back and they go on a run? Suddenly oh Anthony Davis God. is trying to get in that conversation. But we've seen that before, right? It's the Pelicans when it's just AD. Like we've no, we've well, he said that. no. What's not? He's not saying just AD. He's saying I know, but that AD should take. Back. But that should take away the AD. Maybe AD should be in the conversation. Ooh, no, I think that, I'm like well, I'm, he's, That's what I'm he saying, Zach. Is yeah. what if what if he comes back and they win 15 straight games, and then suddenly LeBron's feeling like, oh no, that's the worst part because then what happens is people are gonna they're like, yeah, man, man, this party <laughs> hey, got a lot more fun good since you guys here. Well, that also it also gets to a point where LeBron starts to talk, and Joel and B goes, shouldn't Anthony? be talking right now no no be even, even better ad starts telling a story that lebron already told and, everyone <laughs> and everyone's like, way oh, more oh, into oh, it yeah. i i just said that <laughs> Poor LeBron. um all right find uh well i'll just say at talk hoops on twitter uh at talk hoops on stereo the stereo app where mm. we do live podcasts are you uh gonna be on stereo anytime soon next week next thursday uh, i'll be doing a little cinephobe action following i don't know if i can announce the movie but whatever we cannot n- announce it but, but it's it, arnold's it's month a big deal. it's oh, a big deal know, uh, uh, get yeah. the chopper. We have a big get, get in the chopper, get down. What it mean? What it mean? Like runs out of shit to say in the Arnold voice. He's going. Yeah. Yeah. The verbal yeah. tick for him. You know why? Because it's not me doing an Arnold impression. It's me doing an impression of Pablo Francisco doing an Arnold impression. That's okay. where all of it came from. I just all got right. all that because he, he, ah, he does that. He does that too. Get, uh, my little tortilla uh, in the world. In a world. Hey, get down. Uh, get down I mean, the game. Tonight, tonight, when this drops on Wednesday, tonight we're going to do yeah. another Haber Show Live Ooh. on Stereo App, where Amin and I discuss the night's games. We'll watch them live. You can join in, send some voice messages, do some mm. trivia. I don't think we've done trivia in a couple of weeks, but we're going to do it tonight, uh, Wednesday night, on the Stereo App. Follow me at Haberstro, H-A-B as in boy, E-R-S-T-R-O-H, and Darth Amin. D-A-R-T-H-A-M-I-N on the stereo app. Let, Download let it, the stereo app and join in on a live podcast Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Let us know your questions and we will answer them. You are. I, I discovered this doing the pod the other day. Arnold can't say your. He says you are. You are. 
you are you questions. Know, with- you know part of the issue of talking to Amin so much for a living uh, is that I hear him recycle the same shit on oh. Levitard that we've talked about a week ago, yeah. and then I oh. hear the same bits Were there over rehearsals? And over and over. Were there rehearsals yep. to the main event is what you're trying to say. No, sometimes I take the main event stuff and bring it back here. <laughs> like, I'm recycling material left and right. Constantly. And Zach, Kill it. you're at The Athletic. Oh, the Athletic, XM NBA Radio, XM Mad Dog Sports Radio, Cinephobe, download Cinephobe. And we out. Thank you.